Welcome back to Friends Like Us. Marina Franklin here, your host. We are officially into the holiday seasons, and I hope you're having a good one. I hope you're enjoying your turkey or your vegan meal. Welcome back to the show, Zainab Johnson, stand-up comedian, actress, writer. She is quickly being propelled as one of the most unique and engaging performers on stage and screen, and we agree. Zainab was named one of Variety's top 10 comics to watch. She hosted for Netflix's show 100 Humans, and you can see her as a series regular on this very popular Greg Daniels series half hour comedy titled Upload catch her in the third season coming soon Noye Brown West welcome back to the show Noye Brown West Noye is a New York based Nigerian American comedian and writer she's been featured in Boston Globe's Rise column as a comic to watch as well as in NPR, PBS, ABC Sway in the Morning and the New York Comedy Festival Noye made her acting debut in The Sympathy Card. Now available for streaming on Vudu, Apple, Amazon, and Google Play. Also welcome new friend to the show, Simeon Goodson. Yes, he's our man for the month. He is a native of Brooklyn, New York, who has been performing stand-up comedy since 2004, beginning his career in New York City. He has since relocated numerous times around the world, performing and producing in a variety of countries and venues. He has performed with the comedy's Best Kept Secret Tour and as the opening act on the the Hannibal Buress Comedy Commissado Tour. Catch him on this season of HBO's That Damn Michael Che. I want to thank all of our listeners of Friends Like Us. Because of you, we make some pretty impressive lists. You can hear us on Google Podcasts Now, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Review and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe. Make sure you turn on the auto-download function for Friends Like Us on Apple Podcasts. You can email us at friendslikeuspodcast at gmail. Instagram is friendslikeuspodcast and Twitter is friendslikeusten. Become more than a friend. Leave us a tip or donation by going to our Patreon page. Go to Patreon backslash friendslikeus. Special shout out to our Patreon friends. It's because of you we keep going. And now to our golden friends. You have the option to watch our recordings live backstage. Go to Patreon backslash friends like us and be golden. Merch is available. We have t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, face masks, and tank tops. They're all available. Go to marinafranklin.com. And weekly on my YouTube channel, I go live with my assistant Evelyn Frick, my wacky friend Dave Juskow. We give updates to the show. We shout out fans who leave reviews and we have surprise guest friends from the podcast stop by. Sometimes we even offer free stuff like tickets to comedy shows. And with friends like us, it'll help you feel not so alone because more content is on the way. Tell a friend you know to check us out. Stay safe. Wash those dirty little hands. Wear a mask still if you want to. It's not gone. Get vaccinated. Booster up. And Black Lives Matter. Oh, my God. This is a great episode of All Comedians. And we have a man for the month. It is a woman's podcast, Simeon. I don't know if you knew that. I but, did not know. But I mean, it I is... <laughs> <laughs> so it's a it is a woman's podcast but primarily but we have opened it up once a month we have a guy it's our it's like our monthly so you're a monthly oh i'm very excited thank you for having me yeah and i'm excited to have you too you're a new guest and you're also so funny and i've seen you. you at the comedy cellar just just thriving and you're you're just you're so hilarious. I also saw you on the Michael Che show. I told you you were so funny in the sketch where you, you just you. you your acting is like I don't you told me that they surprised you, but it was just really it was subtle, but it was really funny. Great Thank job. I, I had like a lot of fun doing that. I was like fresh back in America at that point. So it was just like I was just trying to do stuff. So it was super, super fun doing that. But yeah, and it was just, great. 
It's good to see you at the cellar too, because I've seen you in the scene like a lot, and I was like, I right. didn't really like know you before, so it was it was nice to see you there at the cellar. It's oh, good. It's, I mean, it's you fun bring, to be there. You bring great energy to the stage, and I'm I'm very thankful for you being there. And um, thank you so much. You have a great voice too. I know I'm like hitting on you now, but you have a, <laughs> a great voice. You have a wonderful voice. I've told you you should do a lot of voiceover work because your voice is like. It's booming. Thank you. I got to get into that. I don't really know how, but I'm going to figure it out. We'll help you. And then we also have Zainab Johnson, who is like actress, amazing, an upload, which is returning for a third season. And as I was doing my research, it's like everyone keeps going, when, 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 when? Is it this? Is it going to be this month? Is it going to be this month? No one. We cannot wait for the third season of Upload. And you're in the hotel right now, right? You just finished. You just wrapped. Yeah, we just wrapped. Um, yesterday was our official wrap on season three. But I also want to say, um, Simeon, I watched you on the Michael Chase show, and I thought you were great. Like. I like I agree everything that Marina said. It was like a treat to 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 see you on it. And I didn't really know you that well either. Like I think I saw you once or twice like in the city and then we were on the same festival in Dubai and I feel like I got to know you of just a bit better. And so then as soon as I think I returned, that show came out and you were on it and it was really fantastic to watch. You have really great energy and it's like I don't know, you're you like you remind me of like I always say this about Greer too, Greer Barnes. It's like you watch them one time on TV and you're like, how are they not working on every single thing at every single moment? Because that's how like easy they are to watch, you know? So that's it. Um, I appreciate it. I mean, you, know, you certainly did your thing in Dubai. That was amazing. You had some amazing sets out there. So that was great. So much love to you as oh, well. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, Marina. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Yes, it's been a while. We miss you, Zainab. And you'll hear an episode. Okay, this is after the fact um, that it came out, but you'll hear someone correct me saying someone's name. Oh, good. Because when I listen, <laughs> when I listen and you say something wrong and no one says anything, I'm like, and I know they know. Like, I remember you were saying, um, dang, was it Megan the Stallion? You said, even when you say Megan the Stallion, you'd be like, Megan V. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but but I but I'm, I look forward to hearing that. I look forward to someone correcting you on the record, and it's usually like a pop culture moment. It's, it's not. It's nothing ever serious. It's nothing ever serious. It's just like a I pop know culture. pop culture gets me every single time. And then I try to, I I'll try to act like I know what I'm talking. About. Like I did a one-on-one interview, and I was like talking about Stefan, uh, Stefan, uh, the actor. But I, it, I was saying Stephen or Stefan, <laughs> and I was like oh, all really? confident in my like delivery. Stefan is such a wonderful actor, and she's like it's Stefan. Who who's the actor? Last time I heard Stefan was right. <laughs> <laughs> last, last time I heard We're missing Stephane context was when, clues. Yeah, when Steve Urkel. Oh, got from that's uh, <laughs> what so I was thinking. He's in so many things. I I can't. I, I'll bring it up later. But I I can't remember. Um, he was in Delia's Gone, which just came out. Stefan James. Oh my God! Oh, I love him. 
I said Stefan. I wouldn't have said Stefan. I would have. I would have just thought it was Stephen. I would have thought because he's Canadian, right? I would have just thought that it was. I have a cousin named Stefan, spelled the same way. That's why. Oh, okay, okay. I do. I do like that. That that uh, actor. Yeah, I was straight up like Stefan. <laughs> he he was in, he was in Twenty One Bridges, right? Yeah, he's a really he great up. actor. Oh yeah, he. Mm. A little bit younger than me, but I would <laughs> take him on it. I mean, I would go on a date. <laughs> is he younger? Is he looks he looks mature. Yeah, he looks like he were the same age, but we're not. He's like still mm-hmm. in his twenties. Or he was born in nineteen ninety three. Oh, okay, yeah, no. I see how all so, that information. Yeah, you know, because I. Th- <laughs> <laughs> I don't even really know who this is. I'm I'm wild old. I'm like, all right. <laughs> He looks older and his, his brother is an actor too, but he, he, here's why I know and here's what will let you know. Cause he's had like some really iconic films. He did, um, James Baldwin's film. Um, uh, oh God, it, it just came out, not just came out, but a couple of years ago, James Baldwin, uh, uh Beale Street. Well, I saw 21 yeah, Bridges. Beale Street. Who was he in that? So, he he was the one who he was the main one. Remember the two? They was the two ones. The, the two military, the two military boys who were stealing. They stole the money. It was the black guy. one and the okay. white one. He uh-huh. well, they wasn't really bad. If you if you watch the whole story, they wasn't really well, the, bad. The, the, the antagonists. I'll phrase it that way. But really, the cops was the ant- okay. Let's we, this isn't a movie podcast, but yes, that's him. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> but she, Janelle Williams, it's a it's a movie that's out right now. I don't think the release. I think they're still releasing it. It's called Dahlia's. Daly is gone, and he's the main character in it. He plays a character that is, um, I, I would say, dis- disabled in a sense. I don't know, not autistic, but like it's he had a, something that oh, happened to him early, and the police um, accuse him of something. But you got to watch it, and she, she's an amazing actress, Janelle Williams. Um, and I just met her for the first time, and uh, she was just, if you watch her in this movie, you could also watch her. She was in the movie with Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson, the horror movie. But anyway, enough of her. Noye! You got me on IMDb. I'm just like reading her now. Yeah, no, she's <laughs> like, great. Girl. Noye, it's good to see you here, uh, too. I we finally get to you. Mm-hmm. Noye, my, um, the teacher's pet. Every Sunday, she goes with the stock class that my uncle is teaching us how to uh, invest in stocks. And yes. <laughs> he loves Noye. I mean, I'm not, I've had, I'm the, person, the person with the least money knows the most about it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> According to your uncle. He does. He adores you. I had Kyle Grooms on the sh- class and Kyle was there, came on early. Noye came on later. He didn't say nothing to Kyle. And Noye comes on and he was like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> he likes seeing what different wig I'm going to have on, too. I, I think, think he that likes is, that. Yeah. <laughs> I think he does like that, too. But you do know what you're talking about. I do. I know a lot about investing. It's just I never have had the the capital to do it the way I want to. But, yeah, it kept me afloat during the pandemic. How about so, now? No, absolutely not. I had to pull all my money out. I lost like half my money. <laughs> I've lost a lot, <laughs> but I'm not, was, I'm not taking anything out. I had to. Well, I got four. I told you how I had to uh, forcibly take some of my money out because one of the stocks I invested in did not exist anymore. It got taken off the, the stock exchange. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you say which one it is? Me. No. Was it Twitter? 
Well, no, no, no. <laughs> it felt so I'm embarrassed I even um, invested in it because it's like a really bad company. But I was like, oh, maybe it'll bounce back. And it didn't. It got taken off the stock exchange. I know. I should have known better. <laughs> well, how low did it get to like a dollar? It got below a dollar. So what happens is if you're below a dollar, I know I'm an idiot, y'all. But, <laughs> but sorry, right, Marina, you you're, started off. Yeah, yeah. Marina, you're you started last, off talking about how last. good you are in investing. I know. No, and I know I should have known better. That's what it is. But I was like, oh, let me try. Remember when we were talking about trying penny stocks? I was like, oh, let me try some penny stocks real quick. And I had forgotten how much I hated this company because they had done a bunch of bad stuff. And I just assumed because of their history, because we learned how to like track histories and the candlesticks. I was like, oh, they're gonna, they're gonna jump back from under a dollar. No, nah, they got removed from the stock exchange. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. It was bad. Don't tell your, I mean, your uncle might hear this. I'm very sorry. Well, we'll have a class. TV says, We've we're we've been in the market for decades, up and down, but always slightly up over the long haul. It's not short term thing for sure. And of course, we're this is after the election, but we're recording just so our listeners know before the election. Historically, what do we know about the stocks? They go up after an election. So as you're listening to this, you know, but we don't right now. We're we're like wondering if it's actually going to go up. I mean, I'm, I'm, what do you think? I think I think the things that your uncle taught us about, you know, the um, the EFTs, commodities, things like that, they will shoot back up. You know, strong U.S. dollar, all the the natural gas, natural gas. I invested in natural gas and it's been it's up like 17 percent or something mm-hmm. like that. I only got one, though. It's like you know, you it's got- like 20. I got it at 18 bucks. And you only bought one share? Just one, yeah, because wow. I just wanted to see. I'm going to get some more. I see, I should invest like more. you. I, be, I, put, I put too much money in sometimes. I always get like a round lot, 100 shares. Do you guys invest in stocks? No. Now, Zainab has a home, so that's the best investment, I think, ever. Yeah, I um I did buy a house, what, in 2020, I think, the end of 2020, um, and I do have a good amount of money in stock and I'm looking to do some more. I was, yeah, yeah, I'm looking to do some more, but I was just going to say like, it's like a longevity game, right? It's like a relay, like a, not a sprint. What's the opposite of a sprint, a relay? A marathon. Uh, a marathon. A marathon. Yeah. Thank you. It's a marathon. And like right now, I just, when you guys are talking, I just looked up my like stock portfolio and like it's much lower than what it started at but I'm also I've never like you guys talking about it made me think about it I'm not even like I you know at some point with my financial advisor he was like what can you afford to not even if if the worst thing happens in the worst you know in the worst possible scenario you're not working da, 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 how much money can you afford to just not touch for a while and so that's the way kind of I look at investing like it's the it's like you know it's almost like getting a CD too you know like can I put can I not touch this for five years okay that's the amount that I'm gonna I'm not into it like I'm not like a day player. I'm not like a day trip. I'm not like looking at stocks every day and trying to. It's the marathon for me. Yeah, I'm not really a day trader either, but I I'm learning. So I have to look at it every day to because I'm 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 going to go into a money 
manager is someone who can do it for me at some point. But until then, I am fascinated to see how the market moves. Mm -hmm. So that's told me which like ETFs I've bought, some uh, like the natural gas. Mm -hmm. And it's taught me how the economy is running, too. Yeah, I I do have a um a Robin Hood account and mm. I've like played with like a little bit of money on there on my own and I strictly I took that if you know like somebody I don't know like Jay Z somebody was like invest in what you love because if you love it everybody loves it and when I first started my Robin Hood account I I never drink like um workout or energy drinks or anything I drink like either water or kombucha or like a pressed fresh juice like that's like the the gambit of what I drink but I started drinking this um workout drink called Celsius and so then and I would it was the only one that I liked that didn't bother me that didn't spike like my you know and so I invested in it and I have tripled the, like I took like I, I might have put like six hundred dollars in it on from that stock I took out fifteen hundred dollars just like uh, like that stock does so like I might have bought it at like what's that stock again Celsius Celsius yeah mm. and I, like like it got it got it got up to like ninety eight dollars like it 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 has drastically increased since I purchased it and it Marina it's, cra- it's trading um it's, it's trading low right now. For what it what it has been doing, so my now might be a good time to buy in. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Simeon? I keep my money in a shoebox under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually probably a good place right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I just like I was a I was a house husband for mad long, so like I just didn't even know yes. like what the money yeah. situation was. Like I knew where the broom was at. And, you know, but like, I just like, I, I just never had to deal with it until very recently. So like, I'm just getting all my shit together. But this is good. This is great education. Yeah. Oh, and I wanted to do the thing. I wanted to say the thing that uh, you both said too. I watch, so Dan Michael Che is one of my favorite shows. So I saw you there. And Zainab, I watch, I watch Upload, but I also saw you and Rami and that was so good. Oh, yes. So oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yes. I have, I, I need to, I need to watch it. I was so honored. The mom directed that episode. I, I don't want to mispronounce her name, but she directed that episode, and it was so wonderful. She's my favorite character on the show. Yes, the mom. And it was so lovely to be directed by her, you know. And she kept saying, just you know, like how you are, just like not too much, not too, just how you are. You'll come, just how you are. And I was like, okay. I, I thought I was saying the lines like me, but okay. <laughs> I'm glad you yeah. brought that up because, you know, Zainab, well, one, you're, I, I text you because I was, I'm just getting caught up on upload. I'm still not finished with the second season. Your acting has evolved. I have watched it evolve over time. You're having fun. That was the one thing I noticed the most. And you're so relaxed and your delivery is just like, it's on point. It's, it's a great show. It's like fun to watch. I know Rich Voss always, he's raving about you too. Cause he watches it with, um, Raina. That's Bonnie and Rich's daughter. And is it, it, it seems like the cast, like, it seems like you guys are having fun. Like you always think of like ensembles working together. Yeah, I think that that I, I, I'm almost afraid to go to like another show because I have been encountering actors that are like it's a hit show, but they hate their cast, they hate their job, they hate, and I mean it's a hit show, um, and and not even like 
you know, some of them are 10 seasons. Some of them is only one season. I'm like, how you hate it after one, you know, but we, I think we like genuinely like love each other and get along and respect everybody's abilities. And do you, you know, like, I think that I'm really like lucky in that sense. And the, uh, so, you know, like I said yesterday, we rap, but so today is our first official day, uh, you know, uh, off the job. And so the creator, he said, I got the sweetest email. It almost made me cry this morning. And one of the things he said in the email, he was like, your acting just keeps getting better and better. And that's like such a big deal because I'm, I don't, that's an insecurity for me, you know? Um, and it just, it just, it just meant a lot because I am feeling better. I am having even more fun. And so for it, that to be noticeable, like that just, that meant a lot to me. That is the best compliment, Zainab, that you can get because you know what? Um, you're never done with this as far as an actor, actress, you know, the work you do, what is, you know, I've been talking to a lot of actor, actresses on this podcast. What are some of the things that you've learned being on camera? Like, I feel like you're getting some of the training on camera, you know, that people don't get. Yeah, I, I will say that I think I have been like one of the lucky people in this business to like learn on the job, you know, um, and I've learned I mean, I've, I've learned a lot of like technical stuff. I'm, I'm understanding my ca- character. I think, I, I think the one thing that helps if you take, if you study like acting in school is I don't necessarily read the script the same way a trained actor reads the script, meaning like I may really take their pun, their punctuate punctuation literally you know and so it really might sound like I'm just like reading the word because I'm trying to like take their commas and periods but then I'm like I've just learned to like like what 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 would I do in this moment like how would I you know like I don't know like to 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 translate it into like the natural form of talking because writers don't always write speech like naturally you know but like we'll be in table reads and I'll be following every single word and then like you know the leads on our show they'll be making it and I'm like yeah that that sounds great but that's not exactly what was and I don't mean it's not exactly what was written like they're changing a whole sentence but I like I'll read a O-O-H and I'm like when I read that I'm like what does that mean to me is it like oh is it like you know what I'm saying like am I the only person that happens to yeah, no, like, is facts. it, ooh, like, you get what I'm saying? But then they'll read it and be like, uh, I don't think, you get what I'm saying? Like, they can just translate to the script into a natural form of speaking. And I just think that it, it, two things helped me. One, it helped me to read a lot more scripts, you know, and work with people who are good because you just want to be better when the people you work with are just so freak naturally good. Also, it helps me, like, writing, like, you know, I've been like writing scripts now and now I'm like, oh, or like the, the uh, another thing that helped me. Sorry, to, uh, I'll shut up. I transcribed an episode like I'll transcribe every so often an episode of a show that I really like. It could be any show. I'll watch it and I'll transcribe it. And then I'm like, oh, that's it, it just teaches me how to read dialogue. 
I just wanted to ask, when you do the transcribing, like you're really just sitting there like with your laptop and then like pausing, typing, pausing, typing? Yeah, and sometimes I won't do it with my laptop. Sometimes I'll do it, like now I've realized I, I've gotten back into handwriting. And the first the first show that I ever did it with was the HBO pilot Girls. And there's so much, even when you transcribe it, there's so many like candy bags in there that you don't even realize it if you just watch the show. Like I didn't realize until I transcribed it that every single one of their names, their first and last names, the characters start with the same letter. But that's not something that you would, it's just not something they focus, you know what I'm saying? It's just a throw, I don't know. But it, it doing that helps me understand how to read a the dialogue in the script. Um, and I think also you just get, for me, you know, it helps doing like experience is the best teacher. And I pray that I get to continue to keep working because like, I feel like I'm learning on a job. I feel like I learned comedy having a bunch of comedic friends and being in comedy clubs every night, you know? And I feel like I'm learning how to be an actress on the set of Upload. And I'm so grateful for that. And I also am like, God damn, what did he see in that audition that made him go, we got to get her. You know what I'm saying? Like, and she'll get better. You you know, like, so. Well, we see it. I yeah, see, we it. see it. We all right. see it. I think it's pretty obvious. Honestly, all three of you all have like a present that I don't think you're aware. Well, you should be aware of it by now, I feel like. Why you're fake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all three of you have a presence I'm getting there I'm a little you, stocky you too. I gotta wear some high heels <laughs> yeah we know we see it we see it in uh, in all of your work even you know yay. yes you too and you opened for Zainab in DC am I, I right? it was so fun yes it was so fun so Okay, Zainab sold out every single show what was it like six, yes. six shows Five oh shows, my goodness yeah, mm. yeah. amazing yeah, it was it was a, it was a fun weekend. Um, I was right in the middle. I had just started filming upload and I was, it was, I might, I think I had got off set at like one or two o'clock in the morning and then had to catch a flight to like Baltimore, then take a train to DC to get to the show. And it was great. And like, I would actually take that if I could have you and Skylar with you. I, mean, I don't want to, you know, limit you guys, but if I were like, Dave, whoever, you know, fill in the blank. And I had to pick my, like, it was just such a good That's show, perfect. in my opinion. And I loved how different we were. You know, it was like these three young black people and we were so authentically us, but so different and not even in a forced or a overt, you know what I'm saying? Not in a way that we were trying. It was like, and we had, we had a special guest one of the night. Yeah. And she was, she was lovely too. Yep. She was a, 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 brown comedian right yeah, from chicago yeah um, yeah i don't want to get was, her name wrong so i'm just gonna not yeah but it was <laughs> yeah it was just like it was just great and so thank you uh no yeah it was yeah i remember i was listening to the uh the pod marina friends like us and she said it she's like yeah this weekend or something next weekend i'm opening for zainab and i did not know that so who they told me was doing it, like, was not her. So when I listened, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I oh, God, like, I hope. Oh, good. I, go, I, I was thinking to myself, good, Zainab. Good for you. I had no idea until I heard <laughs> her saying it. That's hilarious. Yes. And, but, it, but it's not who they told me. And it's so, and it wasn't who was on the website at first, right? No, no yeah, because only yeah. Sky was on there. They used to put um, the host and the feature on there. 
but they just had Skylar on there. So, <laughs> so I was thinking like, I don't know who, if, if she got fired and don't know yet, or if he got fired and don't know yet, but I'm just going to show up. That's, that's, <laughs> oh, and wow. So when I saw her, right. I was so like happy, but like, you could tell I was kind of surprised. Like, Okay. <laughs> and then you told me, I was like, yeah, well, cause I think Skylar was supposed to be doing the, cause they have two different rooms there. They have a smaller room downstairs and they have the big room upstairs. And Skylar, I think originally was only supposed to be downstairs doing his own headlining thing down there. Yeah. So I was on the website first and then they took me off. So it did look like I got fired. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Well, back to the, the upload and, and also just acting in general for you too, Simeon. Like, Simeon, like, that was my first time seeing you act. Was, was that your first time or? That was my first time acting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've done like, wow. you know, sketches online, stuff like that with friends, but that was the first time I was in a room with like all those cameras. I had like a, a, a trailer on in Soho. Like, it was like a lot going on. So. I was trying to, you know, just blend in, act like I knew what I was doing. So, and then, you know, <laughs> if, if people ever, I was having a good time. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, I was like dying. You know what I mean? Just that nervous, like I'm about to get fired energy. You know what I mean? Like, don't mess this up. Like I didn't eat. They was like, you can eat. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. You know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't want to, I'm just saying, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to stay still, do what they tell me to do. And then I'm, you know, I'm like ad-libbing and I'm apologizing. So I'm like ad-libbing. They like, and then I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That's not the line. They like, nah, you good. You can do that. So, and it's Che, you know what I mean? It wasn't like, you know what I mean? It wasn't like a Steven Spielberg thing. So it's like, Che was like, relax. Like, you you know, it's us. You're with your friends. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yes, sir. Saluting them and shit. But it was, I mean, it, I had a great, great time. That's and important it was, it was what you brought up. Experience. Because yeah. Che... This is an amazing thing that Che does is that he does employ his friends and he gives them opportunities because he actually believes in them. I don't think we highlight that enough about like people in this industry, especially black men. Right. You know, we're going to talk about black men. Right. It's like we actually, all knew each other on set. Who do that and who give you the opportunity because they believe in you. And I just think that what you just brought up is such an important thing is like he made you feel comfortable in that space. Right. I mean, it was I, it was already, like I had like just got back to America maybe like a month before we shot that. So I was just like all over the place. You know what I mean? Like I didn't have no no clothes. I didn't have no toiletries. You know what I mean? I was just a straight like Bible American tail status. <laughs> just a bag. You know what I mean? And you gave me that opportunity. And so I just, you know, I just, I've been trying to just run with it ever since. That's like, you know, so I'm just, that's where I'm at with it now. But it was, it was super fun. I'd love to do it again. But it's like, you know, I'm just, you know, waiting. I don't really know. <laughs> don't wait because you know, you're good. Waiting, but, you know, you, you putting your stuff out and you, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, you know, I'm just trying not to make myself crazy. You know, so brother, you're saying. good. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for I, it to be my time. Right. It is your time. I'm going to tell you, it's your time. I saw it. I watched it. You know, I'm really, I give myself credit for really knowing when I watch people's work on TV. And there was very subtle, you were very authentic on, on, in front of the camera. You look good in front of the camera. It was very subtle what you were doing. I don't know. The casting was perfect for that scene. And it was just so hilarious. And I was watching that. I was like, oh my God, he could play so many roles. Like, 
Right, Zainab? Didn't you? Those, yeah. Those kids like held me down. Those kids were all like, like professionally trained actors. You know what I mean? So like they were the, like, I was like leaning on them like so heavily in that scene. Cause they were, it was just like a room full of kids. You know what I mean? Who this is all they've ever studied. And I'm just like, you know, this <laughs> is street dude, you know, trying to be funny. And so I'm just like leaning on them like wow heavy. I was just like, I was like, am I messing this up? Is this the line? They like, yo, you good, bro. Relax. So it was just like, it was a great environment to be in. It was also like early morning, which is not where I shine. You know what I mean? It was a lot. So like going through, like I still like talking about it now, I can feel that energy like coming back in my body, like that nervous, you know what I mean? That excitement. It was just exciting and nervous. And I think that's what it was that stood out oh, though. That was the, vul- there was a, like a vulnerability right? like was- that you brought to that character that was, interesting because you know you you come in your presence is like you're like a type of guy that i wouldn't want to mess with but in that scene you transformed into like a very vulnerable person that i i i loved it anyway zaynab what were you gonna say i was just gonna say that like i i do think that people believe this and i and i i think i am starting to believe this and understand this as well that like the trained actor is a wonderful instrument right but there's something about a good comedian's instinct and it just doesn't matter what medium they're in I think we just have real if you're a good comedian you have like instincts that are unmatched and I think that people know that and in the moments where we are the most nervous and and wondering if we're you know like wondering if we're doing not okay, but what it is that they want, right? Like, like we're seeking like a, approval, like, or, or to know that we're doing it quote unquote, right? I think that naturally our instincts come into play and we, we, we make great choices. And the moment we don't, somebody will step in and be like, right. stop, you know? <laughs> Right, right. Plus, we're also used to that instant gratification. Like, if you're trying something new on stage, you don't get that laugh. You're like, all right, this is a wrap. You know what I mean? So, like, you're doing that on set. Nobody's going to laugh because they're professionals. And you're like, oh, I messed that up. And they're like, oh, you ruined it. So it's just like, all right, all right. So you just got to, it's like you said, you got to learn to trust your instincts. You got to learn to trust yourself. And, like, a lot of things you were saying earlier about just, like, learning on the job, like, while you're there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm walking around the set like, what's this dude? What's that dude? Who's this guy? What's he doing? It's like, that dude just brings you sandwiches, bro. Relax. So I'm like, all right, that's cool, too. That's a cool job, too. So, I, was, I mean, yeah, like, it was very, very exciting. I envy what you have, the newness of it. That is a beautiful, don't ever forget this moment. This is the best moment. Like I look back at the beginnings of everything, acting, comedy, and and I really enjoy those moments. Sometimes a little bit more than even like being experienced, like the just the coming into it with fresh eyes. It's like, you know, the best part of acting is the ones who are children. It's like um thing in theater class we used to always pretend that we were kids in order to free, be oh, as open. You know, and sometimes too many people get in and they say what you should do and which and and that's when you start to get like not as mm-hmm. as open and, and free with your art. So mm-hmm. this is a really good place. And I saw it. It was great work. Now, Zainab, I want to ask you this question because, you know, we had um, we were talking about 
Romney and I didn't I haven't watched it yet. So we had a guest on that you said you wanted to respond to a lot of things she was saying on the show. Do you remember that? The Muslim show. And yes. it, it was mm-hmm. the industry and acting and like how, you know, like voices and diversity. It was something like that. And it was like a lovely episode, but it did the same thing that is currently being done, which is it completely negated black Muslims which make up the law, they they make up the growth in the Muslim population in the United States is because of black people either be, you know, originally obviously converting to Islam, but the, the, you know, black families that are Muslim, the black incarceration, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that if you are ever trying to tell a Muslim story or, you know, in America, if you're talking about it, to, to talk about it and, You know, to talk about anything in this country and not mention black people, it's kind of like a Mm non-starter, you know. Um, But that particular episode, it's like not only are we talking, not only are we not talking about black Muslims, but there you had two like brown women, right? Or a woman that studies, you know, there was one who was black. She was black, and then oh, black. Um, Mm -hmm. And and there was no mention of like you know black women. We had one, yeah, once you said that I did something and they were like, oh, yeah, she performed on it. And that was nice, you know. <laughs> well, that I did ask fine. the question. I was like, where is the, I think I asked where was the female representation in, yeah. in the film for Muslim women? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they don't, they, you know, they don't tell the stories. I think that on this season of Rami, I think in the second season, they included like a, a black cat, black characters, you know, and in, in a big way because they had a huge star portrayed. They have Mahershala mm-hmm. Ali. So that brings, uh, uh, lot of attention but um and i think they go into maybe like the um sort of like discrimination with within the religion it's you know that it, that all still exists and i don't i don't it's like there's there's no there's no person regardless of what their ethnic or religious makeup is that can come into the united states and thrive and not be thriving as a result of what black people did or do. Mm-hmm. And to negate that in any conversation, it's just not a full conversation. And when it's not a full conversation, it's hard for me to appreciate the conversation. Mm. That's I'll say that. Right. Noted. I will make sure I have a black Muslim on next time. Well, not not a black. I mean, you said you said <laughs> there was a black person, right? It's just well, she it, wasn't Muslim though. She was a okay. movie criti- like reviewer. Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. know the episode you're talking about now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Ashley. Is that her? Yeah. Yes. It, Ashley, it, yes. It, 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 it was just the episode because I can't remember today, but it was just some things that said that that were specifically said that it would have helped to have. Um, another voice i would have asked you but you were on the shoot right you were still i was so you know sometimes muslims are busy (laughs) 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 other plans for her that day she working you are working zainab i love it love it love it uh listen mashallah while we're talking about mashallah Let's let's go into like I mean this is after the election I I hesitated even talking about this because we're recording before the election results. However, I since we do have you here, Samia, we got to talk about black men's 
Now you are are you a hundred percent black or I, every time I look at you I see some Asian and I know you went over there and so I'm like are you part do you have Asian blood in you or what's going on? My mom is my mom is three quarters Chinese so her mom was half Chinese and her father is Chinese and then my dad is black so I'm whatever those numbers add up to. Oh okay, oh, that's All like right. Naomi Campbell. We're in like the but she was she's Japanese though I think right. Anyway, sorry. That's all right. That's all right. But um, but you 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 walk through the world as a black man mostly, right? Or right, I identify as a black dude. No, you're absolutely Uh, right. I don't get to do Chinese stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody's ever like we're looking for a Chinese dude. Has anybody seen Sims? Like that never never happened. So. Well, do you feel ignored by politicians? I guess I'm going to ask you that directly because it does seem like lately, like with the election and with everything going on, like political analysts, researchers and black male leaders say politicians are not reaching black men with visibility in their communities and messaging that resonates with them. What, what do you have? You? I live in Brooklyn, so reach out like Mary Eric Adams was like the borough president in Brooklyn. You know what I mean? So like. I've been like I've been reached out to quite thoroughly, you know what I mean. But it's never like Republicans never reach out to me. The people who reach out to me, like the people I'll vote for anyway, it'll be like Jumani Williams and Eric Adams, or you know, even like Stacey Abrams. Like those are the people who will reach out to me. Like I don't see, you know what I mean. Like I don't know who else is in any other council seats in the city or anything like that. But I, I still live in like you know the hood, so like I'll they'll have politicians out here. Like our local, con- like people knock on my door and give me pamphlets about why I should put them in our local council seat or whatever. But like Kathy Holchel never came. You know, I haven't seen her out here. I haven't seen Lee Zeldin on the block. You know what I mean? So it's like, I think, I think that's also very important because a lot of what people miss is like people will vote for presidential elections and then kind of sit all the other ones out. So it is kind of more important in my neighborhood for people to go door to door and be like, this is what your local, 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 local representatives are doing. And that's how ultimately you get representation in the larger places. You know what I mean? By picking people who are small, just starting their political careers, et cetera, et cetera. So they can build up and eventually become mayor. And then we saw that with Eric Adams. Like he was just a cop years ago. And then he became Brooklyn Borough president and we saw him and he's still doing the same shit. He's still the the mayor now, but he's still at the clubs, you know, He's still outside on the block shaking hands, high-fiving, taking flicks. So it's like, that's just what he does at this point. But, like, honestly, I love him for that. You know what I mean? Because I've known, I don't know him, but, like, I've known who he is for a long, long time now. It's not like some dude just popped about oh, yeah. oh, of nowhere okay. and became mayor. So it's mm-hmm. like, like, even when he's fucking, even, I don't know if he can curse, even when he's messing up, like, curse. I'm still okay with that because he's been on the block. You know what I mean? Like, he's a human to me. Whereas... Kathy Holchel or Lee Zeldin just, you know, they're TV people. They don't exist in my real world. You know what I mean? So now that I'm saying it out loud, I guess you're right. Because, you know, there is, they don't reach out. Like the people, you know, like I don't see representing mayoral races in the hood or gubernatorial races or anything like that. You know what I mean? Assembly seats. We don't really see that. But we do see very local politicians. So there is an awareness of it in the hood, but it's like you, they don't reach out directly, but they'll reach out through surrogates. So this low, this local politician will say, vote for me, but also vote for 
Kathy Holchel and also vote for, you know what I mean? So they'll kind of do it like that. So I don't know. It depends how bad they want us at the time. The the reason I ask this is because I've also I've heard just like several conversations amongst black male comics even about like how they feel about this election. And a lot of them don't seem to be leaning left or right and seem to be very disappointed with Biden and sometimes even glorifying Trump. Do you hear these conversations amongst black men? I do. I, I, I absolutely do. I think the Trump thing, I think, I mean, a lot of the people I talk to are comedians. So I think the Trump thing started as like a funny thing. Like, oh, we, we got to get Trump back in here. This is crazy. And I think it kind of snowballed into where people like saying it non-ironically now. They're like, I genuinely wish Trump was back, which is super problematic. It's very short-sighted. But I mean, that's just kind of a human condition. You know what I mean? Like people aren't, they don't have money right now. So they're blaming Biden. And they're not looking at the policies that were set in place over the last six, eight years that are the reason, you know, that snowballed into what we're seeing now. All they say is, oh, Biden fell up a step. So obviously the economy's bad. You know what I mean? Like they're not putting these reasonable things together, which is interesting because they're all comics. So it's like you're supposed to be seeing the big picture and then compartmentalizing it into something small and funny and serviceable. On a stage, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes. And that's understandable, but that can't be your whole worldview. Like, you should know that's funny because it's wrong or because it's short-sighted. You know what I mean? So it's it's an interesting thing to see, but you're absolutely right. But I don't think that's just black men. I see that on on multiple levels of society where generally liberal people are like, oh, Biden's messed up because hot dogs cost $4 now. I don't don't think, (laughs) you know what I mean? I don't think you're really putting these things together. So... And it's like you want to have these conversations, but then everybody's like, oh, get out of here. You, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you fucking up the joke. You know what I mean? When they're wrong, it's a joke. But when you don't say anything, they kind of escalate it. So it's like we do have a responsibility to speak up on it or at least shun them for it. Separate yourself from it. Like, I don't agree with what you just said or, you know, just at least put it out there. But, no, I do see that with just people like, oh, Republican policies do benefit us. And you're like, ah, okay, I'm glad you believe that, but. We about to be in cages. Well, TV just wrote around with that train of thought. TV just wrote. I try to remind people that when a a Democrat follows a Republican, there's always a mess that has to be cleaned up. So that first couple of years is always a wash until things stabilize. Okay, go ahead, Zainab. Uh, I was going to say. I wonder in terms of like the marketing or the reaching out to black men in America. I wonder if they don't feel like they have to, because if you like black male voter t- turnout is always pretty low. Right. Um, I, I'm asking because I don't want to make a statement that I don't like. I'm not quite sure, but I feel like that's what I'm always reading. It's always low. But the reality is I don't think they reach out because they've already nipped the problem in the bud before because they give young men, young black men felonies. And you can't vote as a felon. Some states you can. Yes, you can. Yeah, you, we know that there's a way. I think it's a more understood notion that felons are not voting. And I think they, that's, that's part of the design really early. And then, and I don't know, the comedian, beyond the com- comedy world, right? And people just saying something provocative or something you know, something wrong just because it's funny. I find that the people 
the the black men specifically that I'm hearing leaning towards liking Trump or leaning towards a Republican or more conservative agenda are men that are already rich. And so they are really trying to protect their wealth because that is something that Republican, that's something Trump specifically did and Republicans try to do, they, they, they try to protect wealth, right? Or they're black men who aspire to be wealthy. And so they are going to behave in the same way that let's say a, a P. Diddy, uh, you know, love Combs, but, but they have none of the capital or wealth or access that he has, but in their mind, that's where they, des- or reason, and they desire to be there. And so that's just what they follow. Mm. I got, I got to say, say too, I had a, I had trouble this year voting because, uh, so my husband and I, we tried to switch. We, we wanted to vote in New York. Finally, we've lived here for a while. We've been voting in Massachusetts. There are some issues in our area in Massachusetts where we wanted to keep voting out there. So we kept our registration in Massachusetts. We tried to switch this year so we could vote in New York for this election. And so now we were registered in two places. So we got a letter saying that if we voted in either place, we could go to jail. And we tried to fix that before the election and didn't get fixed before the election. But it'll be fixed by the next election. So that's a very scary thing. Yeah, right. That's very, that's a very scary thing too. Just trying to fit, like switch where we right, live. Right, they're messing with the actual register. voting process. Yep. So, so that's a really and scary thing. Those are both too. liberal states, which is interesting because those are both blue states. Over, you know, not. Yeah, New York is a little states, less so now. Like you're having trouble transferring yeah. between New York and Massachusetts. Imagine you trying to change between Texas and you know. Louisiana or something crazy like that as a Democrat. And there's also I mean, like, there is disenfranchisement in the context that black men don't really feel like any politician has our back. You know what I mean? Like no one's implementing, like a lot of policies, like even from Democrats will be like, we trying to put more people in jail. And you're like, I don't really want that. You know what I mean? Because when that happens, you're like, all right, well, that's me. Like, that's me you're trying to put in jail. So I don't know if I want to vote for that. And then the Republicans is like, yo, you're paying too much taxes. So you're like, all right. So even if you just take it on the surface level, you could see how a black a black dude who doesn't read, you know, newspapers or, you know, those are puffy saying it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of shit, even just from your own experience, where you're like, I don't know if I want a, a heavy handed crime guy in office. Because last time that happened, I spent a lot of time in central booking. Oh, yeah. Killer Mike is he's he's kind of he's conservative now. What's going on with him? But 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 I understand that too. That doesn't. I mean, I don't understand Killer Mike doing that. But here, go ahead, go ahead, Simeon. I'm gonna say a lot of that happened with uh, the Bernie Sanders supporters because they felt so attacked by the the Democratic Party when he didn't get the nomination that they were like, "I'll do. I'd rather and then support the Democrats." Just for what happened to Bernie. So I think that I think that's a lot of what Killer Mike is doing also because we saw a lot of that, like a, a big. Black population that was behind Bernie Sanders and the message he had that was completely disenfranchised by the Democratic Party behind Hillary Clinton. And that, that, you know, and not also Hillary Clinton, it was also uh, Elizabeth Warren. She jumped in the race and they felt like she had something to do with it. And it was uh, the the independent uh, person who ran when Trump ran when he won. So there was like a lot of things happening. Thing is, like politics is politics. It's a job. You know what I mean? And you have to navigate politics. So you kind of need to be a little slimy to be a politician. You know what I mean? Because Trump 
was super duper slimy. You see all the shit he got through. Like he pushed through his whole agenda. He ain't paid no money. He took shit out the office when he left. But it's like, especially if you like from the block and you talk about like a real nigga versus a fake nigga. You know what I mean? You want to gravitate toward the real nigga. And even though Donald Trump is fucking us royally, you like, damn, that's a real nigga right there. You know what I mean? So I think that that might play a part too. I don't know. I never really thought about this till you asked the question, but now I'm thinking about it a lot. <laughs> well, if we if if we didn't discuss like um a good politician versus a bad politician, a celebrity versus a non-celebrity, right? Like what, Simeon, what what cuz like so when I think of like the hot button topics in politics, they are when you think about like um, you know, a lot of the concern, they they it was all about Israel at one point, right? And like they used like the protecting like the Jewish the protecting like uh Jewish land and it right, they that was a big thing. Women's rights. That's it. So that's a big that's yeah, that's a it's big sovereignty. Yeah, that's a big way to charge women, right? You talk about like entrepreneurs, like when you talk about money and stuff, you have the one percent, right? Or you have the wealthy whatever but then amongst like the lower to middle working class people it's like you're not really speaking to black men because they're not the top earners at that level like as much as we see as much as our on our billionaires list it's all men you know what i'm saying on a basic in a basic household at 50,000 75,000 which is a lot that's a that's a really high number in the united states you know that's not black women men that's a lot of black women you know, and so what would they be marketing to? The only thing I feel like is a hot button topic in all politics every single year is crime. And that directly goes against black men, even not that black men are criminals at all, but they're going to be targeted. But that's criminals. what it means. So going, you yeah, say we're going exactly. after crime. You're saying we're coming back to the hood. That's what you're saying. You're not saying, but the bail reform, right, you're not saying which, we're going to we're going to fix. Bail reform, which they're talking about nonstop and they're blaming Governor Hochul. There's a black woman, I believe, who blamed Governor Hochul for, I guess it was her husband that was released back into the system or in the streets. I mean, that is what in New York, why Governor Hochul is having such a difficult time, because they have all of these stories coming out of people who are have committed crimes and everyone's going, why are they back out in the street? Well, of course, there's repeat offenders, but that ain't got nothing to do with bail, because even with the bail reform, nobody ever talks about the the. It's a comma. That's not a period sentence. It's a comma. You and then that hundred thousand dollar bail. But no, no, no. Even if you don't, they're saying they're, it. It's still at the judge's discretion and judges are voted in. Right. And so, yeah, it's just like, um, remember like a couple of months ago when they were, it, it was a hot button, um, with abortion, right? And then the one, now we know legal and un, uh, illegal abortions are happening every single day. Right. We know rape is happening every single day and, and and reproduction is happening as a result of rape every single day. But of course, right when that happens, some story that's happening in some some middle town and Biden quoted that the little girl, remember the little girl had got pregnant because somebody in the family raped. And it's like not that that is that's right not excusable, not that. The, yeah, not that that should be ignored, but they just took this thing that's happening, unfortunately, everywhere, every day. And they used it. They used it as a pawn in their appeal for or against that political thing. So I, I don't, I think that 
The United States of America, I think it believes its number one enemy is the black man. Now, I know I'm sounding real Farrakhan-esque. I mean, there's facts behind what you just said, though. You know, but that's that's for Democrats and Republicans. Mm -hmm. So where does the black man go then? Simeon. Uh Oh, (laughs) Oh, is he frozen? He looks frozen. (laughs) He looks real frozen. The the black man frozen. He's actually (laughs) visually where the black man is at. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, there is a strain on here. I have a quote from Johnson who said this from this article that I, I put in. Um, from CNN, John, there's a strain on conservatism in black men that comes with a strain of sexism, noting mm. that in 2016, some black men sat home because they didn't like Trump, but also didn't want to see Hillary Clinton as the first female president. Same thing is happening with Stacey Abrams, who has had to make a late attempt to reach black men with a series of events. So she really was not focused. They don't really focus. You're, you're right. But they don't. As far as the campaign has gone, they have most of their focus on black women, because I guess like you were saying, black women are out here voting. Now, I want to point to TV's comments about not that there aren't enough Republicans to mess things up, but they mostly just try to stop good things happening instead of making bad things happen, like mess up our vote by mail system. And yes, yeah, slimed. Yes, because Simeon was saying um, that Republicans or not, not just Republicans, but there are they're slimy. Yes, to be a politician. Right. But it is interesting. I've had these conversations about black men and we had a, a young lady on the show who's talking about how black men are being targeted by the Republican Party, in a sense, on YouTube, because they know that's where they primarily go. I mean, this is where you have to respect the Republican Party, right? They don't care how they get their numbers as long as they got their numbers. Yes. They do not care. And you can die on the hill of morality and high horse and like, no, I'm going to do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? I want I only want the votes that really would. But Republicans are like, no, 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 no. I don't I want to win. I want this to be the way I want it to be. I don't care if I got to cheat. I don't care if I got to lie. I don't care if I got to befriend the enemy. I'm going to get this done. Now, Simeon, answer that question. As a black man, okay. where do you yes. where do you stand? Where do you feel you are as far as Republicans and Democrats? Like, or, or, you- or rather, sorry, Marina, what would appeal to you? Like what mm. uh, political points could be made that would that would um, charge you to like, you know what? I have to vote for this individual or I have to align myself with this party. I mean, me personally, like I'm I'm big. I, like I love infrastructure candidates. Like I would love to see somebody implement a, a national level railway or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's like, that's me. Like, I'm certainly not speaking for the dude I hang out with on the, on the corner. But I still think it's just infrastructure on a smaller level. Like, fix the uh, fix the MTA, fix the mm-hmm. roads, because that, that leads to a better quality of life. But it also leads to jobs. And these are the low-scale, but I put it in quotes, but those are the low-scale jobs that, you know, our community gets. You know what I mean? Like, when construction is happening, when hard physical labor is needed. You know what I mean? That's when we have jobs. That's when we outside. And then subsequently, that's when we in Macy's. All that stuff trickles upward. You give poor people money, you're going to get it back eventually. So like mm-hmm. me personally, that's always where I lean towards. 
I try not to get into all the culture war stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I understand laws like you, sh- you shouldn't commit violence against a smaller group of people or a marginalized group of people. I'm all about that. But I don't need a dress code. You know what I mean? I don't need, I don't care where you eat. You should be allowed everywhere. Yes, you should be able to get a job when it's appropriate. But I think we get lost in a lot of like culture war stuff and like black versus white, label versus label. But none of these candidates are talking about the things that will actually help not only my poor community, but like white poor community. I live in New York City. I have a subway. I can get an Uber. I can walk. Push comes to show. If I can need to get to work and I ain't got it, I can walk to work. If you live in rural Oklahoma and you broke, still voting for Republicans or anybody who's talking about we need less uh, social safety nets. We need less uh, infrastructure. We need less government in- inclusion in the things that we all use, like the post office, like the garbage man. When people are trying to take these things away, what they're trying to take away is your actual community, the physical community you live in. Because now you live on a small plot of land, you don't even know your neighbor. You never even seen your neighbor. You don't care. So it's like, I think a lot of the rhetoric we hear is, is just built for the sake of creating enemies. Yeah, divisive. Even within small community. I'm a blood, you a crip. None of these divisions or what's helping us. So like a candidate that will really rile me up is somebody who's all about infrastructure. Let's get this shit back together. So connect communities. Let's put a highway, not a highway, but let's do some rail. Let's do more public transportation. Let's do more pedestrian streets. Let's do more things that are for the benefit of people who ain't got it, more so than the people who have it already, who feel like they need more or they're entitled to more. You know what I mean? Elon Musk doesn't need tax breaks. Oh, you know what I mean? But if you could get oh, a tax so break to... <laughs> open up a, a storefront or like you walk down sixth avenue in manhattan now and it's all shuttered storefronts if you give tax breaks to business owners so they could get in those stores open it up now we walking back up and down the street we buying things we seeing your stuff you know what i mean that's where the tax break should be going it should be going to small businesses it should be going to entrepreneurs it should be on the local we should see that money on the local level when you get elected we should see an influx of not necessarily cash, but we should see, you know, oh, look, they got construction guys here now. What they fixing? Oh, look, they paid us. This, you know what I mean? That's the type of thing. Look, see, it goes the Illuminati again. <laughs> <laughs> well, TB is saying, but that stuff, stuff like that is happening. Biden's yes. bipartisan infrastructure. Right. And they, last all they year, talk about. We have small bridge. But the thing is, I think that's also part of this is we everyone's forgetting we just came out of this pandemic and things do take time. So you may not see it, but it's like it's about Democrats don't really promote what they actually have done well enough for it to resonate with people. Like it just seemed build back better. That didn't really like people responded to Trump more than they respond to build back better. And like psychologically, I'm always wondering, what is that? Like, like he's talking about those things. He's we have three things that actually is on the ballot that was on the ballot about exactly what you're talking about, about equality with pay, with businesses. These three things were actually voted by the people in New York City was an option. Let's fix this. Those two things sound exactly the same to me. Make America great and build back better. No, they don't sound the same to me. Make America great sounds to me, resonates to me as white people wanting to get back to the 50s. Build back better for me sounded like we need to create infrastructure in these communities and and prevent some of the toxic of what was happening like in the Bronx. 
Yeah, I, I'm just saying the words. Like, I think that it feels that way to you because to the message, to the messenger was. But make America great. Build back means we trying to build back what we had, but we going to do it better. <laughs> well, what did we have? Yeah, I never heard it. The like shit that. in the 50s. I, I well, know. Semantically, <laughs> she has a point. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, the copywriting sounds a little similar. He probably yeah, did that on purpose, that's honestly. That's so interesting, right? Also, that's a very interesting because we just said that. It's a culture war arguing, yeah. like, Technically, they're arguing the same thing. We need to fix this, but there's like, it, this is how we fix it by giving Bill Gates more money. Or we fix it by, you know, increasing oil corporate profits. You know what I mean? And that's not how you fix it. Mm -hmm. So the messenger was off for me for the, yeah, you're right. Like when Trump said it, I was just like, fuck that dude. And there is some, there's white supremacist rhetoric around the make America great again. And I know that the, the Dems have a history. You know, 50, 60 years ago, they were the white supremacists mostly, too. So but build back better. I think they were trying to appeal to the make America great again. People with that a good slogan. I know it's just, are. it's just it's just like it's just like with Biden. Right. If we talk about black, black men specifically, it's like Biden. I think I think one thing that would have helped black men in America is Biden acknowledging I fucked up with that 98 crime bill or 96 right. or 94 crime. If he would have just said those words, but even to this point, he could talk about Build Back Better. Uh, what's his name? Who was trying to be the president? He could come on every black radio station and talk about how they put in tra rain trains and roads and stuff like that. But for the majority, they wanted they like, oh no, you did something very specific that had a generational effect. On right. Him. And right. you ain't even, you can't even stand in front of us. You asking us for something. You telling us all this stuff and you can't even say, I did that shit. He did it, do it on a radio show. I think he did it. He did it late, though. And it was not, well, With, I saw the interview. Mm -hmm. Was it on radio? Yeah, Biden, he did do it. Yeah. He had a, a press conference that the, the news stations didn't even air. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. saying. Like, like, the so promotional... It's like, why they want to divide communities. Because when we all sit here and talk to each other, we find nuances that are, you know, that are a little strange. When you start talking to your neighbors, you figure out, every, you know, who's full of bullshit. So it's just like, but but also Simeon, Simeon, but yeah, but that also says something. Listen, I'm speaking like, a, I'm picking it all apart. I'm not taking any, any side, you know. I voted for freaking Biden. But I do know that that says something about you if you're the president of the United States and they not even airing your press conference. Yeah. TB did say in uh, October of 15th, 2020, Biden did say yep. it was a mistake to support 1994 crime bill. He did yeah, say I found it. that. So, I mean, I think what the thing is, though, also is like how by, like Democrats do not get their words out well. They their marketing right. sucks. I mean, you see well, what's happening Republicans right now with Obama. The they do. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like, a lot of newspapers, uh, a lot of stations. I mean, Fox News is one of the most viewed stations. They're not going to air. Even CNN now. CNN apology. is Republican-owned. Facebook. So Biden said, so let me just get this out. He goes, an awful lot of people were jailed for minor drug crimes. So George Stephanopoulos began, was it a mistake to support it? And he said, yeah, it was. But here's where the mistake came. The mistake came in terms of what the states did locally. He says, so we set up a sentencing commission. We didn't set the time. Every single solitary maximum was reduced in there. But what 
happened was it became the same time for the same crime. So it said you have to serve between one and three years. It ended up becoming much lower. And black folks went to jail a lot less than they would have before. But he says it was a mistake. Let me tell you what we all hate when we arguing with our girlfriend, or our boyfriend, our wife, or our husband, or our best friend. And they say, sorry, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there needed to be no but after that. That was crazy. That was insane. Well, you know, they got Obama campaigning for Governor Hochul out here because let me tell you something. Something that Democrats do that annoys me is they are so afraid to mess up. They're so afraid to lose their constituents. They're so afraid to lose the funding. So they're very careful. They walk. They they are too careful. And like Governor Hochul just needs to say, like one thing I keep watching her do, which I'm like, you got to talk about this crime. You got to say it's you. It's your responsibility and you take the blame for it. Stop acting like you're doing something you're not doing. She she doesn't say it. And it's annoying everybody. And that's why Obama had to come in, because he talks like a normal person. Right. You see that? They're like, bring him in. Because he, because they ain't saying it. Um, yeah, Fetterman does she, do well. She also needs to acknowledge the fact that New York City has a relatively low crime rate compared to the rest of the exactly. country. As far as violent, like per capita, our that's crime rate is, is considerably lower. So it's like, that's what she needs to say. She needs to say, these Republican governors are accusing me of having a high crime state. And look at the numbers. That's all she needs to do. Put the numbers on the screen and we can say, oh, oh, OK. And then they have to retort and then they'll go into abortion. They'll go into whatever. But it's just like they, the messaging is incredibly bad for Democrats, but also the Republicans own the media. But also they're very bad at messaging. Like yeah. it's, a com- it's like if you're if your enemy runs the media, you got to be great at messaging. You know what I mean? You need to know how to get. And Obama was great at that. Like. We was outside. We was all we were like 24, 25, like outside in Obama shirts. Like we weren't politically motivated prior to that. But like he he t- I mean, of course, he was black. That helped a lot. But also like he was outside. He was talking and he, you know, he made sense. He acknowledged what was happening. So, it was, I mean, it was different. And Trump was like that for them. I'm glad you brought up the media because I want to I want to go to Twitter and what's happening with Elon Musk. Because Zainab, do you have a blue check? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you going to pay the $8 a month a- for it? Absolutely not. I could give a shit about that blue check. That's what I'm like. Who cares? I mean, I kind of wish I had a blue check. I've been asking for a blue check for a while, but I don't, I, for some reason, I don't <laughs> well, do Well, um, a right. blue check. Well, if you got $8. A blue, <laughs> but that's, that's the thing. A blue check is supposed to, a blue check was supposed to verify public persons because what happens usually with public figures is that their accounts will be duplicate. So it was really supposed to protect the public. It was supposed to protect all the other users. It's like, oh, if somebody is claiming to be Beyonce, they're saying that this is Beyonce's page and they're asking you to do something and you're doing it because you believe it's Beyonce. Oh, no, no, no. This page has not been verified. That's what it was supposed to do. So now if it just comes down to a subscription fee, it's completely against the whole point, the, the whole purpose that it serves. And people were already getting catfished by people without the check mark. <laughs> so it's going to be even worse now. I was right. enough catfish to know that somebody could pretend to be Bow Wow with like 300 followers and people are going to send them money. So, I mean, it's going to be a lot worse now. There was somebody saying that um, he's like a British 
dope star, I forget his name, he was saying that the reason he even joined Twitter is because he like pedophiles are using his name to like oh, choose their victims and somebody went missing. And that's the only reason he joined and got the check mark because he was worried about his fans. So it's a lot wow. of bad things like that. Comedians are so funny because Kathy Griffin and Sarah Silverman. So Elon Musk said Twitter users who impersonate other handles without specifying it as parity account will be permanently suspended without warning after a number of prominent accounts, including that of comedian Kathy Griffin. She was kicked off the platform for pretending to be the billionaire and posting tweets mocking him. Mm hmm. Uh oh, he's freezing. I knew he shouldn't have moved. I was like, he's moving. <laughs> We're gonna lose him. People were like having a good time with the whole claiming that's a parody thing yesterday. Like Tim from Tim and Eric, he did one that was Donald Trump. Well, it's it it's. Like, I don't understand it. Do you have to put parody in your bio? Nobody knows. So everybody's just doing it like anywhere they want to. Like Tim put it in the name, so he was like Donald Trump. I'm dead now. And then he just put parody, but he like spelled it wrong. Like he spelled with a T. It was very funny. Mm. Oh, and then he just started tweeting. But that, but if you have it spelled wrong, can he like bump you from the page? I don't know. I actually haven't checked Twitter today, so I don't know how that's been going for people. But yesterday it was very funny. There's TV says there's a comedian who put parody all over and he still got banned. Oh, I forget the name of the comedian that it happened to. This is the thing. It's like Republic. It's like he was saying Republicans. So like um, Elon Musk took over Twitter and now it's only Republicans always claim that we don't have a sense of humor or the right or the left doesn't have a sense of humor. But he doesn't have a sense of humor exactly. at all. You can't have Twitter is going down. It is. I mean, you can't have a millionaire on Twitter like that or billing, whatever he is. Well, I think also, too, it's like I think Elon's Elon Musk's uh, goal at this point is to before you can get into like the logistics of what's said and how Twitter actually operates and the best way for it to operate. Oh, wait, hold on. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Every time you join, you're in a different pose in a different location. <laughs> Is when you join back, you come up as two people. Oh yeah, everyone's joining Mastodon. That's right. TV just wrote that in the um, the chat. Zainab, do you have a Mastodon? No. Yeah, I don't. Even I've never even. Is. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, it's like MST. It's like Mastodon without any of the vowels. Dot social. Mm. Marina, do you have a Mastodon? Huh. Do you have a Mastodon, like TD Zach asking in the uh, chat? It's like a new social network that people are going to. Oh, no. I have not. I've, I think I've, I have heard of, it's the guy who created Twitter. He created a new page. Is that what he did? Is that what it, is that what it is? Oh, MSTDN Social. The best, but it's over, it's over full at the moment. Oh, oh. okay. So they're working out the kinks. Yeah, it's it's kind of wild. It's like I don't see how legally Elon Musk can do this. That's the thing that I'm like, you know, like he fired half the employees and then he realized, oops, I fired some of the employees I actually need. Did you see that? Yeah, the six. What is it? Six weeks notice. And he didn't do that. So it's illegal in California. 
he's being sued mm-hmm. now. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. I mean, I knew people were going to get fired. I, that's one of the things, Zainab, I was going to say about following the stock market day to day is one of the things that I heard because I've been following that I never heard before was the enthusiasm for the employment rate to go up mm-hmm. from stock from Bloomberg Channel. They were like, there's too many people who have jobs. And I was like, I thought, wait, all my life, <laughs> I thought we wanted people to have jobs. Mm-hmm. So you're telling me that inflation, the problem with inflation is the fact that everyone is working. Mm. I mean, that's what they were basically saying. They were like, we need people to lose their jobs. Then I was, I got on the subway and I heard an MTA employer, this woman, this, I love hearing black women talk like, cause they'll just break it down. Like a lot of these people don't understand. They acting all crazy at their job. They don't understand. They're about to lose their job. <laughs> the economy, their people are about to lose their job. That's what's going to happen. So you, you acting like you all settled in your job, but you're about to lose it. And it is, it is factual. Like you see what's happening at Facebook and now at Twitter. Um, and then across the country, cause I think someone was saying the government wants their money back from the pandemic overall Mm. then they should go to the corporations and stuff they shouldn't like but i mean that's what when they go to the corporations and the corporations just end up firing employees and you you fire low-level employees either way like the the, the united states of america was always from its inception designed to fuck the poor man yep we were always supposed to be slaves no no matter what yeah it was it was just no way around it you know so um, I think that's I think why you hear people say, we just got to burn this down, you know, and it said that sounds like a really like crazy thing to say. And it sounds like a really provocative thing to, you know what I'm saying? Like a, 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 a racy, uneducated thing to say. But it's like, I think we are, I think we keep trying to fix something that started off broken. And, you know, if, if they tell you it like a house, it's like if the foundation ain't right, then it don't matter what you do on top of that, the house ain't never going to sit right. And I think that's, that's right. like a really good metaphor for the United States. Yeah. yeah. You know, our, our foundation was really awful and yeah. it's no but, fixing it. But then you look at places like France and Denmark, they had terrible foundations too, but they're, mm-hmm. I guess they were like old enough countries where you could start something new and succeed at it. I don't know how well France is, but Denmark is socialist now, right? And they're doing pretty well. Yeah, but how many immigrants is Denmark getting? Oh, that's true. They're going to let up expats now, but I don't know what their immigrant population is as a whole. I mean, people are people want to come to the United States. Yeah, that's true. I don't true. know if Simeon's going to come back. The black man, we've lost him. But we but we had that good conversation with In a it. symbolic way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I because I wanted to go over the, the fact that he went to a sex where did he go to? OnlyFans a porn convention. Did you see oh, that? Oh, I've worked at one of those before. You can yeah. talk to me about that. You went to a porn convention? Yeah, so I was a traveling salesman in college. Um that was one of my jobs in college, like, you know, during the summers when you're not in school. And I went to Exotica, New York, uh, which was actually in New Jersey. It was in New York. And I was selling bed sheets and nail polish. That was, oh, my God, that was so many years ago. (laughs) Over 10 years ago. Bed sheets and nail polish? Yes. I had pictures of me with, like, all these porn stars that were famous at the time. They were on my Facebook. I actually don't. I need to delete my Facebook. (laughs) 
So reading this article is interesting for me because I remember back then there were a lot of rules in place, um, what you were allowed to say or do. And uh, it just, it to me, it sounds like the convention that this woman was at, they did not have enough safety rules for Yes. Well, yeah. they said they were letting in the general population. Yes. Which, oh, wait, but with tickets, right? They're buying tickets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which yeah, I so think that that should be okay. It's just, yeah, that's it's still, you have, yeah, you have to have security in place and you have to have very strict guidelines and you have to have a clear line and immediate action when someone isn't following those guidelines. And it just, yeah, it sounds like it was just a poorly run event. I think so, too. It, it, it is a good reflection on where it seems like we are in society right now with with young men, though. Because when I was reading, I was like, oh, maybe back when, you know, 12 plus years ago, when I was selling things there, people were just better behaved. I don't know. Maybe they were more scared of the consequences. No, no I think I think men feeling like they have the right to women's bodies has been here since the beginning. And especially if you're a woman that they don't deem uh, respectable in society. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think as much as it's glorified in music and stuff like that, and maybe on social media, I don't think the sex worker, you know, whether you're just posing or whether you're actually doing some sort of action, I don't think that that person is protected. doesn't matter how much money you make, you know, so if you're going to do these conventions, you may have to take your you know, it's like with everything with like great, like with wealth comes responsibility. So it's like, oh, you, 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 you the biggest, you wanted the biggest uh, performance on OnlyFans. Then you, then, Beyonce does not rely on uh, the venue for her security. She got her own security. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. <laughs> I didn't think of that. That is true. That's yeah. such a good point. Because she said there was no security. She's. He's speaking exclusively to Daily Star. This, uh, so this is Daily Star OnlyFans. The woman Alana Evans took to social media after the expo after party where fans of adult stars can mingle with their favorite adult performers. Seemingly, it took a sinister turn. And according to Evans, she felt unsafe after men at the event became beyond aggressive with no safe space for performers who were having their hair pulled. She also tweeted about photographers pushing models to go topless in the hotel lobby, which her pal described as the virgin nest. You know, guys who've never been around women. Mm-hmm. She also posted on social media how she saw people giving laced gummies, which made someone overdose during the event the night before on Friday. According to Evans, they were laced with fentanyl. Now, she explained that the situation the party held after the world's biggest adult expo in New Jersey gave her a panic attack. She said I had multiple problems because they were selling entry tickets to the general public, which I guess you're saying they always did. Exotica New York always did. I don't know about this one. This may be a different one, but it sounds like. Like as opposed to her subscribers? Yes. Yeah. Like opposed to like, I guess she's not used to. And that's why Simeon would be great here. He, he had kicked out his plug. I did. I kicked out my router plug. This is not where I normally exist in the house, so I don't really know where everything is at. Don't move, Simeon. Now, we're talking about you going to... Did you go to this erotica? um, I saw on your Instagram that you went to a porn convention. Did you go to Exotica? Did you go to Exotica, Exotica New York? 
Yeah, it was in That's when I worked at. Yeah. Oh, you worked there? Okay. I worked there like thir- 13 years ago. I was selling things. Not not my body. Damn, that sounds crazy. I was selling nail polish and sheets. College job. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went. I, I kind of ruined porn for me. I'm not going to lie to you. There was, <laughs> was a lot going on in there. Like, I never, like, humanized porn star. Turn it on, you do what you got to do, you turn it off. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't very objectified. So then you go there, and then, like, not only are they people, but they're, like, young women. They're, like, in their 20s and shit. You're like, come on, baby girl, you can do better than this. You don't got to do this with your life. So it's like, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, it, it made it too human for me to enjoy anymore. Like, I don't like it no more. <laughs> it's just like, but we they had, like, sex toys and stuff, so we copped some stuff. And, you know, it took some flicks, but it was just like, I don't know. It just seemed weird to, like, have to be at work, like, butt naked, asking, you know, people asking to take your picture for $20. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. come on. This, this can't be life. Because in the porn movies, it seems very glamorous and sweet, you know? It doesn't? Candle. I mean, the ones I watch. I don't know what you watch. No, they always, the women don't. You watch it softcore with the candelabras and the <laughs> people. A lot of like, but, but. Ones I watch are like very like cinematic, like like you know what I mean. There's like a car and a hotel, and it just seems it didn't because there's like fluorescent lighting in there in the porn convention. It's a convention center, so it's not like romantic lighting and. Chain you thought there was going to be like romantic lighting? I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't go. I got I got invited like last minute. Like I was at a show, and somebody's like, "Yo, you want to go to the porn convention?" And I was like, "What? Yeah, I want to go to a porn convention." But, you know, I didn't really know what to expect. I did think it was going to be, like, a little seedier than it was. But, you know, it was like it was like Comic-Con. Yeah, yeah that's what that's it's supposed exactly to be like. like. Right. Like, you walk in and, like, you're meeting and shaking hands. They have, like, tables set up and they have merch. You're taking a picture and autographing shirts. And it was, like, porn never existed in that space for me. You know what I mean? Where I was like, who's the creator of this? Who directed this one? Mm. It was, but I've been watching porn since I was, like, very little. I was at Comic Con, they do the same thing. Like, write your favorite like sci-fi character, uh, comic book characters, game characters, whatever. Show up in their attire, or sometimes just the actor playing, and you pay for a picture, right? And so, did it make? I wonder if for this for this OnlyFans person, I wonder if it just was more uncomfortable because they were more suggestively dressed. Like, did it seem? No, this, un- did it? Did the environment seem unsafe? People. I'll cover both. First of all, it wasn't OnlyFans people. It was like porn stars. Yeah. Professional porn, pornography actresses. You know what I mean? Like, so these are not like OnlyFans girls trying to make, well, that, trying to increase so, their following. So this is the equivalent of like the guy who writes Wolverine and you're meeting this person or like you said, a, a person who played a character in a film. So this is that equivalent. This is the porn equivalent of that. You know what I yeah. mean? So, so that the whole thing, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, well, I was going to say, because the article, so that brings up a point, too. I feel like OnlyFans people are not used to this, because this has been part of the the porn star's job for a while. Like, right, a lot of industry. porn stars go to conventions, but when you're doing OnlyFans, a lot of the time you're doing that alone in, in your house. And so maybe you're not used to this, like, other part of it where you have to actually, like, meet your fans and go out. But it did sound like she did need more security than they were giving her. Yeah, oh, this is the woman like, who broke her back? 
What? Is that who you're referring to? The woman who broke her no, back? Oh, no. In this article, it's just the woman oh, no, who went there and said they were pulling her hair. They were aggressive. They were offering tickets to the general public. And she was just really, she took to um, comment about how it was just not for her. And maybe, like, I guess what Noye is saying for OnlyFans who aren't as experienced and maybe haven't been dealing with this for because i feel like only fans became more popular during the pandemic it did it blew up during the pandemic sorry only fans or not it just sounds like a poorly planned event and if it wasn't like a poorly secured event and if it wasn't poorly secured then it just seems like the, the event did not meet her expectations. You know what I'm saying? Her expectation for security, her expectation for safety, her expectation for personal space. It just seems like they, they didn't line up. More well-known girls had like staffs with them. They weren't just there at a table by themselves. Like there were, there were people around them and there was space between them. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't just roll up day and pull a hair. Like that was out of the question. Like, so it's just like, it's like even like as like an actress or a comedian, like you see like um or as a comic, you see these like people who go viral on TikTok and stuff or viral on Instagram, try and hit the stage and they just don't know what they're doing because they're just not used to the workflow that we're accustomed to. So it's just it's just like a different thing, like trying to enter the real world from the Internet. Like it's a it's a very interesting process for, for a lot of younger people, because like I didn't I didn't have those options starting out where I could just accumulate a following and then start doing shows. You know what I mean? So it's like, you have to do both at the same time. And those porn stars, these older, you know, older, I'm not going to say old school, but you know, uh, uh, I don't know the phrase I'm looking for, but you know what I'm trying to say. Veteran? Veteran. Well, these, I want to say classically trained. That's what's coming in my brain, but I don't want to say that. (laughs) No, say it. Classically trained porn stars. Classically trained erotic actresses (laughs) have come up a different way where they know, they've seen these things, whether you know how, uh, like, like I said, I walked into there, I didn't know anybody's name. Like porn stars weren't even people to me, but there were people there who were like, you know, fanning out. Over, like waiting in a line for a $20 picture with a porn star. And it's just like, it is what it, like, I, I don't see them going into any fandom without security. Yeah, exactly. Especially as a, you know, as a, uh, an erotic, somebody, a woman working in an erotic space should have security in general. But if you're going to address a fandom, even as like a bodybuilder, you should have security with you. You know what I mean? It's just not. Even that, as we're seeing comedians nowadays walking into the cellar, I was telling uh, Gina Yashere, I love Gina, but I was like, be careful because we are very showy sometimes with what our success is. It's just, you know, part of being black. We like to show where we where we've come. And that's a great thing. But I mean, right now, the streets are hungry. And I would say if you can just look a little less showy right now, it'd be best for you. <laughs> if, unless you have right. that security with you. I mean, yeah. Chappelle comes in with security guards now all the time. They're like serious. And yeah. I get it. There's also, there's also an issue in the black community. Uh, well, not in the black community, just in general, just in entertainment where people, where you're less famous or famous than you think you are. You know what I mean? Like people, re- more people recognize you than you think are recognizing you. Yeah. 
And I think that happens to a lot of us. So you're like, I can walk down the street. I don't need security. Like, who knows me? I'm just, you know, I'm just a dude. But then somebody knows you or somebody's been following you. And, you know, it gets dangerous out there. And we all have to be a little more alert, even if you're not in entertainment. Just just the way things are going, like, we all need to be a little bit more alert. But if you're, like, I don't know. If I loved that person and knew she was doing OnlyFans and going to a convention with no security, I would I would advise against it. Or at least volunteer to go with her or something. So it's just like, I don't know. I, I feel bad that happened to her, but I wouldn't, you know. It's, it's, she's you just fine. Be she's fine. She was able to talk about it, so she all right. I mean, so- <laughs> I still, I'm, still, I'm still not happy it happened to her. Bro. Well, I'm yeah. glad it gave you that perspective of making them more human. You know, this has been a wonderful conversation with just comedians, not just fans, but just comedians. How's that? Look how I did that. <laughs> and Simeon, you have to come back. Work on your uh, router or whatever. It's, it's it, But it worked out fine. I love the the shirt behind you. I, that top, I could see it on Zainab, actually. <laughs> my mom is in the middle of sewing. I'm in like, my mom's sewing room. That's what's going oh, wow. on. That's I so love that top for Zaynab. Actually, I could see her. No, uh, maybe in white. I absolutely really did enjoy this conversation. And Simeon, it's so nice to have you as a new friend on the show. Thank really, you for joining us. Please join us so again. Much. Thank you, Naye, for being here again. Where can our listeners hey, you find me. you? Um, they can find me at noyecomedy.com, at that Noye on Twitter, that's N-O-N-Y-E, and Noni Thizzle, N-O-N-E-E-F-I-Z-Z-L-E on Instagram. I should streamline, I know. <laughs> I was going to advertise my headlining gig, but it's going to be already done. So I killed it in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> so y'all come and see me again when I come back with friends like us. You don't need security. Just stay home and safe. Yes! (laughs) Love it. Zainab, busy schedule. Thank you for joining us. Oh, I'm so happy to be here and a fan of everybody. So this is a very easy, uh, you know, this is a very easy thing to do. So thank you for having me. On all social media, like Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitter, my website, it's all Zainab Johnson. Z-A-I-N-A-B Johnson. TikTok, however, is the Zainab Johnson, T-H-E-Z-A-I-N-E-B Johnson. And tonight, November 23rd, uh, if you're in L.A., you can come see me headline Flappers, which is in Burbank. Show starts at 8 p.m. So if you're listening to this, you know, anytime before 8 p.m. and you're in like the greater Los Angeles area, come to the show tonight. Oh, and we- <laughs> and with friends like us you that something special about you will always be seen yes very true thank you Zainab thank you and thank you for being the little voice in my head every time I record <laughs> I'm like I don't want I that. Hear, I don't want to. I do can that. hear you. I hear you. That started to happen to me too. Honestly, like I started to prepare more when I'm on. Of the thing. <laughs> oh like, no! I no, take notes. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be that person. No, no, no it's, it's good. good. It's good. It's good. Simeon. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I, this was fun. Next time I'm gonna get a. a actual internet provider and stop stealing the neighbor's Wi-Fi. Um, you can catch me on Instagram at Sim de la Creme. Um, I have a Patreon. It's a dollar a month. Uh, that's patreon.com slash Simeon Goodson. And then I would say with friends like us, uh, you don't need acting school. 
This is true. <laughs> you get it all here. You just need train. right. You just need to tune in. Yes. And Marina Franklin here. Just go to my website, marinafranklin.com. And with friends like us, you have some really funny friends that are doing amazing things that you can listen to and learn from. Check, Check us, us out. out.